Hi, Pet the Podcast Editor here. What does it take to start your own business? Well, today, Dan and Lloyd discuss how they made the leap from employees to the owners of their own business and how you could do the same. A lot of people think, well, I don't even know how you would start a business, but really it's you just, just fill in a form on like online and then you have an official okay. business. So we know that anyone can do it, but without passion and a clear direction, well, you're probably not going to get very far. If you're not really clear on what it is you want to be doing, and if you're not passionate enough about it, it's not going to work. Right, let's crack on. This is episode 76 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. So how do you go from employee to business owner, Lloyd? Well, uh, that's both simple and complicated at the same time, Dan. (laughs) So... Which is why we got this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably start with sharing our experience, I guess, and then uh, discuss some points that might be valuable yeah. to people. And I think, I do think that um, a lot of people like the idea of going from an employee to a business owner. I mean, when I was employed, it was, I really wanted to do it. But mm. when you actually go through it, there's a lot more to it than just become a business owner Mm. isn't there there's a lot more to think about than just starting a business well i think it's like it goes both ways there's a lot more to think about without a doubt but also i think people think there are barriers that there aren't Mm. so a lot of people think well i don't even know how you would start a business but really it's just just fill in a form on like online and then you have an (laughs) official business There's starting a business and there's running a successful business. Yes, but, but I think that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's it's simpler than people think to set up a business and kind of do the first things you need to do. Yeah, this isn't do. about just filling a form in online. This episode <laughs> isn't just... No, I'm not saying that. But like you said, there's actually a lot more to do to actually make it work and make sure... Yeah. And there's so many things to understand and still so many things that we don't understand even at this point. It's yeah. just a like, constant learning experience and as we as we always do we can share our experience based on what we've done mm. we're not experts on this i've also got points though on think you know outside of our experience of things that will be different to what we've experienced i'll just keep saying experience <laughs> and hopefully that will help experience <laughs> yeah cool so okay so let's start with a bit of backstory how how we started a business well I think, ours is a bit unconventional isn't it yeah we were we were very fortunate i think because we did it at a point where neither of us had major responsibilities. I think that's one first. Were you did you not have a house or anything? I had a I had a but you didn't a, have a child, did you? A mortgage for a first time mm. buy thing. It was quite manageable, mm. cheaper than most people's rent. So mm. yeah. Can't but that was that was the only thing from the two of us really, wasn't it? That yeah. we had responsibility. I was living wise. with mum and dad, I think. That was yeah. so I had a meltdown in my previous job and quit, didn't I? Yes. And I came home yeah. crying to mummy and daddy. Yes, you did, uh, yeah. yeah. And then they, I remember having a chat with dad. So our dad has run a successful kind of manufacturing consultancy business for years. Mm-hmm. And he sort of said to me, you either need to get a job or you can start doing some marketing for my business. Mm-hmm. And that was the foot in the door. That was obviously starting our own business, but that was that was kind of the start mm. of me trying you, to do. You had a, a way to like partially see what it'd be like yeah. doing your own thing. And I think that's, so definitely a lot of people be listening, yeah. thinking, well, I, I don't have that luxury no, of we like, very my dad can lucky. say I can work for him for a couple of months and work things out. 
But I do think the the learning point is, and I think a real key thing is working out how you can like partially take steps, how you can mm. gradually do it. A lot of people, and we know of a couple of people that have like quit their jobs, started their new business with like a sum of money that they've been fortunate to, you know, either inheritance or, mm. you know, oh, I've got this savings, so I'm going to give it a go for a couple of months and just burnt through it because they've gone all in without the knowledge they need lost everything it's a much slower burn isn't it and i think the key message that i want to get across today probably the most important thing is to try and find a way to gradually go from employee to business Mm -hmm. owner and there are a number of ways you can number of ways you can do it sometimes if you're fortunate um like you were you know dad said well you can try things out and work for my business for a bit and that allowed you to to work out if you have skills that you could run things mm. for a business yourself but there are ways to do it if you don't have that kind of um luxury or if you're say you are older than dan and i were or, or in a maybe you're not older but have more responsibilities and don't want to take that risk of taking the leap mm. so yeah that's something i definitely want to talk about i think is really yeah key. and i just to to carry on with the story so i remember dad basically said to me you you can try this thing with me and if after three or six months uh, you're not paying your way in terms of getting business in and stuff then you need to find something else to do mm. unfortunately I didn't want to go back to a job because I obviously had a meltdown and hated working for anyone after that and then oh and then oh yeah and then we went on a walk and you quit your job and we started working together yeah that was about six months after that though wasn't it and yeah. you, you actually you'd built enough income to cover your costs and stuff so I think you had the confidence of like oh okay I, I can actually do this I'm bringing in more money uh than I need yeah. for like a salary for myself mm. or you know enough at that point yeah. which wasn't much to be fair like mm. we didn't need much at that point mm. um, and then we started KPS digital marketing yeah I designed a logo on illustrator mm-hmm. illegally downloaded illustrator and then design obviously I'm joking yeah I'll joke um <laughs> downloaded a, a logo which looked terrible and we kept that for, <laughs> we were literally working years, with that. <laughs> we yeah. kept that for years. Yeah. Terrible name, terrible logo. And then we rebranded to Knowlton, yeah. was it like two years ago? I think about that, yeah. 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 Um, and um, that's kind of how we started. And Yeah. So that's the, obviously there's so many steps along the yeah. way, but that was the start. It was that kind of Dan crying, uh, dad giving him a bit of an opportunity, that making you realize that oh i can can actually do do this Mm. and i could do this and then me uh i had um i was in a job that i was actually really happy in um and then my boss left and i had a new boss and he made me very unhappy in that job (laughs) um uh we'll call him tim we'll mention him before thank you tim um it's funny whenever i whenever i speak to dad about that he always says I reckon Lloyd's really difficult to manage. <laughs> yeah. There was because you have, don't take being told what to do very well. I have no <laughs> doubt that uh, there was a reason he hated me. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not I, saying it was you. I'm no, just the, saying the reality is he, he was sounds like a knob as well. He wasn't very good at his job and wasn't a good manager. And like you're saying, because I'm a dick, I don't just kind of let it go. I would be that employee going, Are you um, you know, Tim, you do realise you're in a terrible job, mate. Okay, just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, see you later, mate. Um, no, it's because yeah. that going back to the thing, you question everything. and Yeah. Um, but going back to this, so knowing, we'll, we'll go into some practical steps, because mm. I've noted down some practical steps I would take knowing what I know now mm. to start my business from being an employee. Before we do that, um, knowing what you know now, 
Is there anything you'd change about the journey that we've previously been on from employee to starting a business? Yeah. There's things, the things I would have changed in the employee phase. So I, I would have worked more. It <laughs> sounds strange. I, so when I was at university, I was doing anything I could to avoid work. What, like that sort of eating age. 70, no, sorry, drinking 70 CL bottles of vodka and yeah. two Domino's pizzas in a night. Yeah. And, right. and paying for that just with bank loans rather than getting a job <laughs> you and then terrible. being in loads of debt and having to deal with it later. Mm. Um, but no, I'm not saying just for the money so I didn't get into that financial problem <laughs> yeah. in my you early 20s. You actually make an effort to try. But I now, looking back, uh, I built up, in the jobs that I did have, I built up really important skills and knowledge and experience bad and good ways of doing things in business and I think if I experienced different workplaces and different jobs, uh, that would have been really helpful to me. I think uh, the experience I had from the jobs I did have have been really, really useful to me starting my own business. But you could have done more and yeah, got more I experience. Could have, I could have done much more. And I think, uh, to be honest, mate, I probably, I don't think I should have gone to university and that would have given me a lot of chances to try different jobs and learn from that side of things. I agree. I think looking back, I feel really bad saying it because I had so many good experiences and made so many great friends and had such a great time at university. But I think I would have been better if I would have known I wanted to get into marketing like this, actually working for an agent, coming out of um, sixth form at what, are you 18 then, 17? Working for an agency and mm. getting experience in an agency and, and growing climbing the ladder mm. i think that experience imagine if we if both of us did that starting an agency knowing how it all works because yeah. <laughs> for the for the first four years of this journey we were just figuring out what on earth we're doing yeah whereas you could have started but again no regrets i think um i also think potentially doing that if you start building yourself up as an employee it then gets harder to Get to out. take that step because you're working what you wait with the ladder you're seeing opportunity within a business so um but maybe that's a good thing you don't have to take this route of of having your own business but if you obviously mm. want to and also it's not right for everyone yeah i also would be far more open in the journey of you don't know what you don't know like even now there's there's loads of stuff within business that well, you don't know everything. No, no, exactly. But I think being open to that and realizing there's some things we don't know and there's things we need to learn. Because in the early days, yeah. when we go to like networking events and stuff and we didn't know anything, we would pretend we knew everything. Yeah, well, I, and I think not even pretend, but kind of almost, think I'd we, say then I thought I knew more than than I think I know now. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Like now I'm more realistic as in like, cool, I've got this really good knowledge base of business mm. and marketing and all this stuff. And I, I feel like I've really done well there. And I, mm. no, but looking back, I, I think I thought that I knew more <laughs> when I first started. Yeah. And it's that thing of, yeah, just being open to like, there's mm. so much stuff I don't know. Um, because I think that helps you realizing yeah. you don't know those things and then seeking out that information mm. and learning from people and not, yeah. not thinking that you're, you, oh, I know mm. everything so I can go down this path. So what practical steps would you take then? Let's think you're a listener now to the Business Angers podcast. You're aspiring to eventually leave your job mm. and start your own business. What are the practical steps you would take knowing what you know now, Lloyd, to try and help the listeners? So going into my one thing that I said I really wanted to make clear, mm. I think it's working out a plan to gradually try out uh, 
what it would be like having your own business. So I've got a story of a friend of mine who started his own landscape gardening business. So I we told our story of how... He was around my house the other you, day. Oh, was he? Yeah. Cool. Um, how you had the luxury of, oh, okay, dad's given me this bit of opportunity for a couple of months. That's, that's to try it out great. without yeah. risk, yeah. Um, if you don't have that, so... Um, We'll call this guy Frank, just in case he doesn't want me talking about him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So Frank worked in a school, 9am till 3.30pm or something. And he um, he realised this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to go down the gardening route rather than this full-time mm -hmm. job he'd had for a number of years. And so he started out um, basically trying it out, trying to get customers and doing it um, from 3.30 onwards and in school holidays. And... Uh, did that for a couple of years and managed to years yeah 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 couple of years and managed so it's not to just grow an thing. no no that's <laughs> yeah that's that's a key point isn't it mm. it takes time mm. um did that for a couple of years grew his sort of customer base um to a point where every school holiday he was full-on doing it for customers in the summer months when he had the light evenings um he'd be doing it and learning what you need to learn obviously how things work getting the experience needed over a couple of years until it got to the point where the income he was getting from those evenings and school holidays was catching up to his full-time income with his school job and then it's extremely low risk to take the leap mm. i think if people are wanting to do this i would say make that risk as small as you can mm -hmm. the difference kind of between what you're earning now and and the realistic income you'd have straight away be much if you less took that leap because he so frank could have done that two years previously and gone i want to be a gardener i don't want to work in a and school just i want to have quit. a gardening business i want to have these people so i want to have a team of four people we're going to go out and do these landscape gardening jobs um i think he would have failed because mm. he wouldn't have brought in enough money before he started thinking oh man i, I should risky. get a job again this mm. is too risky making that gap smaller so doing everything you can to actually go and not everyone will be able to get to that point where it's like oh i'm earning the same so i may as well get rid of that one but even if you get to 50 percent, then that risk is only 50 percent of your income you think exactly. right i've got to work hard in this first few months to get that other 50 percent to be in the same position i was before um but yeah so that's that's another way you know another example of how you can do this and it mm. may be that you don't you know you don't work in a school you don't have school holidays but you have your annual leave, you have evenings, you have weekends. Also, if you're, if you're one of those people like that's listening to this going, coming up with, with reasons why you can't do it, like, oh, but I don't work in a school. I've got this, I've got that. Mm. Um, then you probably don't want to a business enough. You, you probably haven't got the willpower to go through everything that's needed to have a successful business. Because if you're yeah. just coming up with excuses, I can't do that because of this, I can't do that. It's like, why don't you try and think of why you can do it? Oh, I mm. could. I could do, and I know there's situations where like, you know, single parents and stuff where it will be difficult to do that, yeah. but there's still opportunities if you really think hard enough to mm. try and figure out when you could spend the yeah. time to do that. And it's it's completely okay to not want it enough. Yeah. Because um, obviously the majority of people are employees and don't have their own business and extremely fulfilled, have a great career. That's okay. It's completely okay to go mm. down that route, but... I think if you do want to go down the starting your own business route, yeah, you're going to have to think of how can I make this work? Is it I just have this one Sunday every two weeks where I get six hours to invest in this thing? And do that for three years and then, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I think 
So just to summarize, making that risk as small as you can by the time you want to take that leap, I think mm. is the number one thing I would say to do. Cool. So what would you do then? So, what, your so I, I try to think about this and if I was to go backwards and be an employee now and know I wanted a business, knowing what I know now, there's like five steps I'd probably take. So the first one would be to figure out what it is I actually want at the start that, that starting point where like, oh, I would actually like a business. Think of what the goal is. Think of what, you know, what do you want that business to be in? What do you, what, what does that life look like? Because then you can actually start with the end in mind. A lot of people I speak to sort of say, yeah, I want to I wanna run a business. And you're sort of like doing what? And they're like, don't know, I just want to run a business. And I think if you're not really clear on what it is you want to be doing, and if you're not passionate enough about it, it's not going to work. If you're not doing it around, if you're just starting a business to make money, I really don't think it's, it's not easy to put in all the work and the effort and the hours and, and everything needed to make it a success if, it's, if you're just trying to make money. You know, I think, I think what we, we, I think you and I could make more as employees definitely. today than we earn as yeah. business owners. And I think, I know sometimes it's like, oh, you've got to be passionate about it. You know, we're not necessarily hugely passionate about marketing i mean we we enjoy it and everything but i get a lot of fulfillment out of building something with you lloyd mm. and you know growing our team and supporting them to develop them there's a lot of fulfillment about building this thing that's adding value to our customers and that kind of thing so um yeah have that goal in mind of what what you want and start with there that's what i would just be really clued up on before you even do anything the second thing i do once i know what i want to do so let's say for example I know that I want to start a fashion brand, you know, I maybe did something at college where I was into fashion. I really like, a, you know, and I really liked it. And I'm like, I want a fashion business to design mm -hmm. clothes. The second thing I would do is I'd get a job at like an industry leading company that does that. Mm -hmm. Like someone, someone like ASOS, or I'd be applying to jobs where you can really go and learn shit loads about that industry and really be a sponge and soak up. How do some of the most successful companies in that niche how do they operate? And really, you can get you can literally get an inside look into how it all works. I think this is really, really key. It, it sounds weird because you're basically getting a job to not get a job. That's that's what you're doing. Mm. You're getting a job now to enable you to have the skills and the knowledge to not have a job and be, yeah. do your own thing in the future. Um, and I think getting to know the ins and outs of all the areas of the business is so, so helpful. And why I said to you earlier, you know, I would I sh would have uh, done things differently. I would have had different jobs, worked more and got more experience because I think it would have really helped. And I was listening to, um, no, I was watching a video from James Sin Sinclair, who's a business owner in Essex we've spoken about before. Um, and he actually showed a clip it was obviously anonymous and blanked out what the other guy was saying, but he'd employed someone that wanted to start his own business. Mm. And uh, he, the guy came in and was sort of doing entry-level stuff in this business, but had was really lucky to have James as kind of a mentor. So he was in there actively saying, you know, I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. I want to mm. start my own business. But he sort of acted as if he was too good to do the the the, job, the entry level jobs and learn the you know be a cashier mm. and work the till and stuff mm. like that and i think i don't think you should be thinking that it, firstly anything is beneath you because it isn't mm. <laughs> mm. and also um the experiences of 
of that kind of thing. So working at the till, if you, someone like that is thinking, oh, I'm too good for this because I'm going to be a business owner. It's like, no, that's learning, dealing face-to-face with that customer over a period of time is going to teach you so many skills yes. of what you're going to need in business. And when you are a business owner and you've got someone working the tills and you're trying to support them to do a good job, you've done that job and you know how to do it. You're not just there like, yeah, do, do a good top, job at the cashier. It's like, oh, here's when mm-hmm. I was doing it. And also you get more buy-in from your employees. If they know you've been there and you've done what they've done, mm-hmm. even at the lowest level, you know, it's this is what we used to do at Enterprise, when I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, mm-hmm. You would, even as the assistant branch manager, when it's needed, you would go out and clean cars. You would yeah. go out and, you know, drop cars to customers. Mm-hmm. And it's, and yeah, it, it works really well. I think it really, you know, even within our own business, because when we started, I was the person with the camera in my hand. I was mm. editing the videos. I was writing the scripts. I was doing all of those elements. I think it really helps. And don't get me wrong, now the team are better than me. Uh, with all their specialisms in all of those areas mm. but obviously the fact that I've actually done that yeah. and experienced that and and mm. tried my best and come up against challenges and stuff yeah really really useful mm. um so I think definitely mm. actually getting a job even though the end goal isn't getting a job is, and, al- and is also really so um so that was number two getting a job in the industry you want to start that business in number three I was really thinking about what would I do because Obviously, you can get that job and you can learn how to start a business and stuff. A key part of your own fashion business being a success is having an audience of people that you can sell to. So what I would do when you've got that job at ASOS or wherever it is, I would be in your spare time, like you said, Lloyd, creating content, whether it's a blog, whether it's a podcast, whether it's videos, whether it's tweeting, whatever, to document that journey of you at ASOS or you know to do with you mm-hmm. and in your spare time start to create stuff online to build an audience of people even if it's a small audience of people that eventually you can get to a point where they give a shit enough about you and they trust you and they like what you do that they'll buy stuff off you yeah so that you can then get to a point where you can quit your job like you said mm-hmm. and actually start that business I with do, an audience of people to sell stuff to I do think as well like while you're if you're kind of documenting what you're doing or you're like you're vlogging or you're doing whatever in your spare time or even in elements of your work, I think the the kind of the weird guy that's vlogging in the office and spending two hours at night editing his vlog, that's always the guy that ends up doing good. Th- you know, yeah. the people that are doing things that everyone else... Yeah, that and everyone sort of looks at them like, do. what's he doing? Yeah. What's she doing? If you do, if you do what everyone else is doing, you'll get what everyone else mm. is getting. In the, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think if you want something different, you need to. You need to be. You need to be that weird guy that's. But well, Lloyd, what if off. everyone takes the piss out of you? And what if everyone thinks you're an idiot? Well, that's okay, because you're not an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, business anchors <laughs> listening to this, you're not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. Sure Good. about that. Couldn't even say that without laughing. Um, so that that's great. the steps I take. And then when you're ready, when you've got to a point where you've built an mm. audience big enough who give a shit about what you do, then take the leap and and quit. Will do. Cool. That was a nice episode. I hope Anchor's uh, <laughs> that, that found that useful. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. And I think, yeah, either if you've just found it interesting hearing about our story or you found any of the points useful um yeah that's that's good positive vibes from the business anchors community yep and what are we talking about next week lloyd 
We are talking about lots of good stuff next week. <laughs> Probably something that will be to do with marketing or business. Oh, I think actually we're having a break over Christmas. So oh. Oh. we might not be back next week. We'll be back in, I think, in two weeks. So we need to say Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I hope you all have a good Christmas. And obviously, sorry that there won't be an episode next week for the Christmas break. But, you know, we all need, we all need to rest and recuperate. Um, and our, we, we've looked back at the stats. They weren't that good over Christmas last year. So, <laughs> you know, we need, to, we need to skip that. So we'll see you after Christmas. Hope you all have a good break. And see you in your ears. See you in your ears. Next year is... <laughs>